a proposal that could see 16-year-olds driving. Uh, it would help keep people in rural Ireland, according to Kerry TD Michael Healy Ray. Um, the Independent TD has been responding to European Union plans to allow teenagers to drive any car that has been adopted with a speed limiting device set at 45 kilometres per hour. Uh, the European Transport Safety Council is calling for the European Commission to drop the proposal, but Deputy Healy Ray says if young people were given the responsibility, they would respect it. Uh, Deputy, good morning to you and welcome. And, good morning, and, and, thank, and, thank, and thank you for the opportunity of having me on your show. Well, Hello to all your listeners. There's a lot of interest in this uh, and I'm sure people will have mixed opinions. You think it yes. makes perfect sense? Well, well, the first thing I want to say to your listeners in particular is that <clears throat> I'm just giving my opinion. I have no monopoly on being right, but it's just what I believe myself. And I would dearly wish and like to hear what your listeners have to say, because somebody said to me the other day, well, I wonder what do the government think? And I said, well, you know, before I even think or want to know about what the government think, I want to know what the people think. Because my idea is that if you do two things hand in hand, first of all, education is very important. In other words, it is my belief, and I have a son that's on Kerry County Council, and he always believed the same. His name is Jackie Healy Ray. He mm-hmm. always believed that as well that in first, second, and third year in secondary school, you should be taught and educated on the rules of the road, the workings of a motor car, how to drive a car, the actual practicalities of a car. There should be a car in every, in every, in every school uh, for educational purposes. And these people should be taught how to be respectful, how to be kind, how to be safe, how to understand everything to do with a car. Because one of the main and first things a person will do in life is they will drive a car because the majority of them will need to do so. So we should have it as part of the curriculum. And then when it would come to their leaving center, they would be walking out the door of the school with a full driving licence in their back pocket. Yeah, every every bit as important you've been pointing out as as sex education in our schools. Well, yes, because we've been teaching people for an awful long time what they should do inside the back seat of the car. So I don't know, I don't think there's anything wrong with showing them what to do in the front seat of the car. It only makes common sense. And actually an awful lot of time, and I'm not saying that is wrong, an awful lot of time and energy and politicians seem to be very, very exercised about it, uh, about making sure that young people would be fully aware of all different aspects to do with sex education. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. But my goodness, I think that teaching them the rules of the road and how to be safe on our roads, I think that's of paramount importance as mm. well. And, and I mean, there's so many different factors to do with this that are so important. Number one, if we do it, it will mean that people living in rural areas will be able to help their mothers, their fathers, their aunties, their uncles, their grandparents, because they'd be able to spare them the time of perhaps driving them around the country. They'll be able to help out at work. They might be able to start working full-time or part-time at an earlier age. And it would open up opportunities to them. And at the moment, some people say to me, oh, well, this is a ridiculous and stupid idea. How could you leave a person of 16 on the road? But sure, those people are ridiculous and stupid if they don't know that these young people of 16 years of age can drive legally on the roads if they're driving uh, farm uh, or agricultural vehicles. Yeah. So, 
but, 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 there's, but there's, a diff, there's a difference between driving uh, agriculture vehicles and, and being on the road proper. I, I, I don't know about you, Deputy. Absolutely but, uh, none. I, 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 no, I, don't, I, don't think I, I don't think I was mature enough at 16 to have responsibility of going out to drive on our main roads. I don't know about you. It, 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 the mat- well, well, can I ask you a question? You just made a statement there. Mm. You know, I can't. We'll get away with that. You said that there's, there's, a, there's no... But what is the difference between driving a tractor on the road and driving a car if the car has a limiter on it and if the car is limited to 40 kilometres an hour and if a tractor, as it is, you won't be driving more than 40 kilometres? So what is the difference? Well, the difference as I see it is that the 45 kilometre per hour limit, it, it might keep the drivers themselves safe, but would it protect other drivers on the road, do you think, Deputy? But aren't they protected in the same way as the person who's driving the tractor that has a track machine that might weigh 20 or 25 tonne up on the back of it, or a load of slurry, or a big white plough, or, or a rotavator, uh, or, or carrying a trailer with 20 cattle inside in the back of it. So what is the difference? My goodness, if we analyse what, what we're saying there about that, it's, in other words, you're saying that it's not as safe to drive a motor vehicle which has, a, which has airbags and every other thing in it, uh, or, or maybe even ABS brakes, that there's something less safe about that than driving an agricultural vehicle? Does does the question of maturity come into it? I, the, the point I was trying to make is that when, when I was 16, I don't know if I would, would have been responsible enough to be put in charge of a vehicle uh, unaccompanied. Okay. I'm not that, sure about I, that. What, what do you think that, about that? That's a very fair point for debate. I believe that people are as mature or immature as you want them to be. In other words, if you give young people a chance, and if you give them responsibility, it's like work. If you wrap a young person up in cotton wool and start to have it in your mind that, well, they can't work or they can't even think about work, my goodness, what an awful thing to do until they're maybe 19 or 20 or 21 or something like that. Absolute rubbish. Once a person has their legs underneath them, if you give a person little jobs to do at home, and I'm talking about when they're very, very young, you can make a person, and it isn't that you want to rob their childhood from them or anything like that, but you want to give a person a purpose, a, a, a meaning, something to be doing. First of all, it starts with the mom and dad asking a young person to help out around the house. If there's a farmer, if there's grandparents or aunties or uncles, to help them and to do little jobs. And, and young people relish and love being given the opportunity of helping and pleasing somebody else by doing something that gives them a sense of achievement. And it could be from the smallest little job and then progressing up along and then part-time work. We mm. seem to have this attitude, well, and there's, sure, we have national politicians, to be honest with you, that wouldn't get out of their way. And I, like I often say, to them, they're very lucky to be inside the doll because if they weren't in the doll, they'd be nowhere else because nobody would have them. But, and they seem to be professing this thing about, well, you know, it's as if there's something wrong with work. But the reason they hate work is because they wouldn't like to be doing it themselves. Yeah. But I would like to see us encouraging young people to work and encouraging and motivating them and showing them that they can get as much or as little out of life as they want if they apply themselves and make an effort. And don't be staring aimlessly into a telephone or a computer all the time but decide to themselves that they want to do something purposeful and get on 
and yeah. educate themselves okay. and better themselves. Well, as I but, said in the introduction, but, uh, Deputy, not everybody is, uh, is is taken with the idea of, of this proposal for the European Commission, including the European Transport yes. Safety Council. And some of the detractors are pointing out that statistics show, despite what you may say or think, that statistics will show that younger drivers are less safe on the roads. And by, well, I, by well, extension, I, well, that, that this might lead to more danger on the roads. Would you accept well, well, that or not? Well, could I put it to this way? Would you accept the RSA's findings and what the RSA say as being factual with regard to stat- statistics? Well, why, why would you not? Why would they have reason Oops, not to tell fine. you? Fine, right. Well, I accept their statistics too. And their statistics show that the, the majority of people that have died in our roads are actually older people, the age being 75 years, a little bit below it and a little bit above it. Uh, something like 27% of all deaths on the roads were in that age category. So I accept the RSA's findings, and their findings are contrary to what everybody thinks, that it's, oh, it's young people who are causing accidents and it's young people who are dying on our roads. It's actually not. And one thing that would be very, very wrong with us, and I always do this with every program where we're discussing uh, road fatalities and where we're discussing, we have to acknowledge here this morning there are people listening to this debate, and very sadly, they've lost brothers, sisters, moms, dads, children, and extended family members. And we have to say that one person to lose their lives on our roads or to be seriously injured is, is one too many. So when we're debating this, and we, when we mention statistics and all that, we have to remember that behind the statistics is a human being that has left this world and who has saddened so many people around them. And we just have to be very, very mindful of that. Because when you're talking politics, when you're talking policy, when you're talking debates, sometimes the hat goes out of it. Well, I don't want to let that happen. And to anybody that's listening to this uh, debate this morning, and when they're thinking of their loved person that's lost on our roads, I just want to say we're thinking of those people today because that's very important to do so. Okay, as you rightly predicted, Deputy, lots and lots of opinions, very varied opinions on whether this could be uh, um, something could actually work or not. Well, where is it at as far as you know? There has been debate and there's been a lot of comment on it. So is is it likely to be a, 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 well, re- a real proposal or not, can you tell us? I'll tell you where it is right now. This morning, it's on your programme. Yeah. Because remember, the, the, the real important people to me are not the TDs or the ministers or the senators. The real people are the people listening to this program because they, in turn, will have a a consensus. You'll be able to come out and say, right, the majority of people are against this, the majority of people are for it, or it's 50-50 or whatever. And that word will go out. That word will go out amongst councillors and then along to TDs and then along. Like, remember, we have a government at the moment who are so wishy-washy. All they actually do is get up in the morning, they wet the top of their finger, they walk outside the door, they see which way the wind is blowing, and that's the way their policy goes that day. It doesn't say much for them, but they're really lead. They don't lead. They're led by what people are saying. And they're led by what the headlines of the paper are and what the editorials are. So if we can create a situation where people in Ireland are saying, yes, we want... 16-year-olds to be allowed to drive a motor car under certain strict conditions. And remember, with trust and with responsibility comes a situation whereby what we'd be saying to young people, we're going to give you this chance, but don't mess around with it. 
don't mis- misuse it because if you do, it'll blow up in your face. In other words, you could have strict policies there then with regard to what you do to people who might regard the system that they'd be allowed to, to avail of. So I think if we can get people talking about it mm. and see what the people... And remember, I said at the very beginning, I don't have a monopoly in being right on this or anything else. So if people say, no, he's raving, he's wrong, well, that's fine. Sure, then I am wrong. And it's just my opinion. And I'm not representing a majority of people. But I'd like to think that I am. And I'd like to think that a lot of people would like to give young people a chance. I think it'd be nice to give young people a chance. Michael Healy, many thanks uh, for coming on and opening up uh, a very interesting issue, I can tell you. Thanks for, for joining us, uh, Deputy. Thank you for uh, Deputy, the no problem at all. Independent Kerry Deputy Michael Healy Ray. This person says, agree 100% with Michael. He is the only TD making sense for rural Ireland. Uh, how would the police this, ask someone else? What rules would be implemented for this to actually work? Uh, as opposed to that, someone else says, uh, Michael Healy Ray, away with the fairies. If you're on a bend and a car came for you at what, a 16 year old driver, you would have the, you wouldn't have the experience to handle the situation he's completely wrong in what he says 0719118104 is our number to call this morning you can text or whatsapp now to 0833500530 this uh, person says uh, reallowing 16 year olds to drive cars age is an arbitrary number age is not an indicator of emotional maturity or capability capability would my 16-year-old be capable of driving a car? Yes, absolutely. Emotionally, would I trust my 16-year-old to drive a car safely all the time? Absolutely not, says this person.